0: This episode of The Potterverse is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. And for this week, the final week of, you know, just actually um, for the next maybe seven days, actually, seven, eight days, I actually have a bajillion things on sale at MinuteWithMary.com up to 40% off. Not a bajillion, Mm -hmm. but I mean tons. I've got uh, brow liners, all of my face primers, my lip stains, which are fantastic and budge-proof under your masks, my waterproof Epic Mascara, my brown Epic Mascara – I'm not joking. I've got loads and loads and loads of stuff at 40% off. So you're going to want to head over to minutewithmary.com and grab yourself some outstanding you know, savings. You know who
1: could use some waterproof mascara? Who? Dementors. Just throwing that out there.
0: Aww. <laughs> All the way from Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to The Potterverse. It's a podcast dedicated to the book and film universe of Harry Potter. So grab your favorite wands and time turners. Let's step into the night and pursue that flighty temptress adventure. Everybody and welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My
1: name is Blake, and I think this might be my newest favorite chapter of this book. was it the
0: book. last chapter your favorite chapter? Yeah, it just keeps getting better and better. Oh, welcome to book three. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know, man. This book rocks. Yeah. There's literally nothing better than the Dementor scene. Uh, it is perfect writing. In- Every way. I, I just can't, I can't wait to get to it. I just mm. I want to skip ahead to everything and just do that. I hear you, man. Because I, I love that whole sequence. Everything about it is fantastic.
0: Well, of course, this chapter is called The Dementor. It is chapter five in Prisoner of Azkaban. And I'm going to read you a little snippet. I don't get it. What happened, said Harry, wiping sweat off his face? Well, that thing, the Dementor, stood there and looked around. I mean, I think it did. I couldn't see his face. And you... "'You—I thought you were having a fit or something,' said Ron, who still looked scared. "'You went sort of rigid and fell out of your seat and started twitching. "'And Professor Lupin stepped over you and walked toward the Dementor and pulled out his wand,' said Hermione. "'And he said, "'None of us is hiding serious Black under our cloaks. Go!' "'But the Dementor didn't move.' "'So Lupin muttered something, and a silvery thing shot out of his wand at it, "'and it turned around and sort of glided away.' It was horrible, said Neville, in a higher-pitched voice than usual. Did you feel how cold it got when it came in? I felt weird, said Ron, shifting his shoulders uncomfortably, like I'd never be cheerful again.
1: One thing that kind of bothers me about this pa- that passage you just read...
0: Oh my gosh, because normally you're like, great passage, wonderful choice. No, no, it is a wonderful choice. Again,
1: <laughs> fantastic choice. But okay. it, what, the one thing that bothers me about it is that how does Hermione not know what, a, what the Patronus charm is? Like, I get the other kids not knowing, but Hermione has is like a super nerd. How does she not know this?
0: Well, I don't think it was a fully formed Patronus. If she just said it was a silvery thing. So I think if, it's, if she saw the outline of the animal, maybe it would have piqued some interest, but I think it was just like a little silvery thing. So if she had read it in a book, okay. she would be better prepared. All right. All right. Fair enough. I'll aim for that. That's uh, that's my that's my take on that, it, Blake. That,
1: that, that's that's uh, squinting really hard on that one. Really, it, it, that's squinting really hard to, to make that one make sense. I feel like no matter what, she would understand like the idea of a silvery thing coming out of that wand. And
0: um, I bet I, that can be the beginning of a lot of different spells. Uh, maybe. Hmm. Maybe. There we go. Maybe. We're going to go for that. I, I... <laughs> All right. So everybody, of course, before we delve into this chapter discussion, we wanted to remind you, especially because we have some newbies here. Let's Shout yourselves out if you're live and you are a newbie. Um, of course, we wanted to remind you, whether you're listening or watching us live, that I actually have a com- complimentary texting reminder service. We live in a crazy age, and Blake and I are parents of two wee bairns. They're five and seven, and they still don't sleep through the night. So good luck to those of you of babies. <laughs> It <laughs> doesn't get any easier, but nonetheless, because of that, sometimes we have erratic podcast recording schedules, but we want you to join us. Let me tell you, if you haven't watched us live, if you haven't joined in the the Potterverse community, you're missing out. So sign up for our texting reminders. You can simply do that by, if you're in the U.S., taking your phone out and texting the phone number, 81010, and in the message field, at Elderwand. So just the at symbol, Elderwand, just one big word. And if you're outside the U.S., you can go to remind.com slash join slash Elderwand. And you'll be signed up for our complimentary texting service. And let's
1: make this uh, call right here. We got our first newbie, Allie Fullerton on Facebook, a brand new listener. Welcome to the family. That's our new listener sound. All right, Marvin, you ready
0: to get into this uh, chapter? I sure am. Let's do it.
1: I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good.
0: All right, so Harry, Ron, and Hermione, they leave the Leaky Cauldron and head on over. Gotta get back to Hogwarts. They get on that train. They get to hang out in the same little um, room as Remus Lupin, who's going to be their new teacher. And Malfoy comes, and he tries to like start some stuff, and then he's like, oh, never mind. There's a teacher in here. I'm not going to do this. Then Dementors come. Lupin saves the day. The kids end up at school. Harry eats a lot of chocolate. And guess who's the new teacher? My favorite character, Hagrid. And Lupin.
1: Yeah, I was, <laughs> there was a big build-up there, and uh, <laughs> and it was like I I was just going to assume that it was Lupin, but I guess not. Guess
0: not. No, <laughs> I pretty much say it in every single podcast. No, episode I know, that Hagrid I know, I know. is I know. my favorite character.
1: I know. We even have our own uh, special uh, sound for for him. You're a wizard, Harry.
0: and for those of you watching us live, I'm actually wearing my Hagrid's Bakery sweatshirt because i love him so much
1: oh what you can get at the marion blake store.com.
0: cakes and sausages established 1991
1: <laughs> you're welcome world it's a perfect sweatshirt perfect sweatshirt hey
0: you know cozy and thinking about cakes and sausages what more does one want so of course this all takes place in one day it's quite quite the the long, long chapter you know we've it had is. we've had a lot of chapters in these earlier books where it's like just one thing happens mm-hmm. you know Normally, while you're reading these books, you might have been like, the train ride, like they get to Hogwarts, and, or get get to um, on the train, and they, they start their journey, mm-hmm. and then it might leave, like, something open the door, dun-dun-dun, new chapter begins. Mm-hmm. But oh no, the author was like, this entire journey takes place in one day. Wow! And not only does the situation happen with the Dementors, but then there's still repercussions of Malfoy making fun of Harry in that same chapter of Harry having the um Madame Pomfrey actually confirm that their defense against the Dark Arts teacher Remus Lupin actually knows his stuff because she's also recommending that they have chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, and then, of course, we get to hang out a little bit in the Great Hall afterwards. So I really like it because it makes things fast. You know, you, you've you been saying in the previous two books yeah. that it takes a long time just to get to the feast. I mean, this is still just September 1st.
1: Right. And here we are. I mean, we are right in the middle of all of it. And, it, I mean, we're Chapter 5. And th- we're in the thick. I wouldn't thick. say we're
0: in the middle of it well, all. we're in the but... thick
1: of what is coming and... This chapter handles so much of everything that is coming our way. There's there's a lot of heavy lifting here. I mean with the dementors number 1, mm-hmm. uh introducing Lupin number 2. Uh even the idea of Harry uh, going after Sirius Black. I mean we there is uh, uh, Mr. Weasley saying, "Hey, don't go after Sirius. Just don't do it." Mm-hmm. And of course, we all know He's going to. The, the title of the book is the kid's freaking name. I mean, seriously. I'm Harry freaking Potter. Of course he's going to go after Sirius Black.
0: Hey, of course really there's going to be
1: stuff. So there's a lot of heavy lifting in this chapter. And that's why I say we're already in the thick of it. Because the things that are going to be plaguing Harry for the rest of this book are already introduced. Yes. They're already right here, right in front of our face. And it it starts off in a fun way <laughs> which is everybody just making fun of Percy <laughs> again bless his
0: heart bless his heart poor, poor
1: Percy just just totally gets dragged <laughs> Gets bodied by ent- his entire family.
0: You know, Ron is just done. He is sick of his entire family, period. You yes. know, he is. He has been on vacation with them. He has been home with them way too long. He's done listening to Percy. He didn't spill the dang tea on the picture, okay? Penelope, we've all got splotches on our nose when we're teenagers. Maybe it's not tea. Maybe it's hormonal acne. I mean, Ron, Ron even gets snippy with Ginny when mm-hmm. they get on the train. Like, all leave right. us alone, Ginny.
1: And Ginny has no problem telling him to go pound sand either. No,
0: she leaves. She like stalks off yeah. after he like, get out of here, Ginny. Yep. Actually, we were listening to this chapter uh, yesterday with, with our little kids, and our little lad said, what does stalked off mean? He said, it's like she's pouting, but she's mad, because he just told her, get out of here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you can't sit here.
1: Uh, um, another thing that happens with Ginny here, too, is that later on with the Dementors, she, she really... Um and and I and I feel like it's 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 appropriate to bring up in this moment because Ginny in the book is just again such a different character than in the films and in the books she already empathizes with Harry about the Dementors and what you slowly come or or if you're engaging with the material you quickly come to realize is that she's able to empathize because she too has been. Possessed, and she too was possessed by Voldemort. So, like you can think, you can at least assume um, at, at the at the very least that she's thinking of Voldemort when Harry is experiencing all this stuff with the Dementors.
0: Well, and I think too that a lot, like in the sense um, with thestrals, that you can only see them if you've seen death. For example, right? Maybe the dement you know the dementors have a bigger effect on Harry because of the great loss that he's gone through and because of the great trauma that he's gone through. This is what we end up you know learning later on. Exactly, Ginny just went through major trauma last year. She was right. possessed by Lord Voldemort for the better part of a school year. So obviously, Harry had the the most. You know the strongest effect from the Dementors being inside the train, mm-hmm. but Ginny too felt too was also very shaken shaken up. Um, she was huddled in the corner, looking at nearly as bad as Harry felt, and gave a small sob.
1: Right, poor Ginny. Poor Ginny.
0: Was, does she get any chocolate? <laughs> I don't think so. You know Here you what? Go, honey. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> no wonder Jenny's so strong. Oh
1: man! I don't man. need no
0: chocolate.
1: Oh man, that's that's. Awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. So, dealing
0: with Mr. Weasley, okay? We're we're talking about this this traveling just to get to the Hogwarts Express and Mr. Weasley staying really really close to Harry, you know? Like as they're walking through the platform, "Oh, Harry, you and I are going to go together and then you right. know everybody else can go after us." You know, the goal is get Harry to the Hogwarts Express as soon as possible. Let's get him there, let's get him under the protection and and make sure that we are okay. Um and Mr. Weasley pulls him aside and says, you know, I need to talk with you for a moment. And I just love that Harry tells him, listen, man, I already know. I already know what you're feeling really awkward about telling me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to make you break your promise with your wife. Mm -hmm. So I already know about this. It's totally okay. And yet Mr. Weasley's like, yeah, you still don't got it, though. (laughs) Like, you still don't get all of the picture, but... I'm not gonna say anything else so that that way I'm not in trouble with my wife. Right. But just know that like I really don't want you to go after him. Cool. Like, are we cool? <laughs> just get that You're straight. You're still not gonna us. tell Molly we talked because we didn't really talk about much. But like, yep. we're cool. All right. <sighs>
1: it's foreshadowing for again for what we know is coming, and Harry is still a little confused. And it still shows that Harry, despite his confidence in knowing the situation, is still just a kid. He still does not have a grasp on the complexity of the situation here.
0: Oh, I think he knows it's complex and he can't wait to spill the tea. Okay, literally, as soon as they get on the train, they lean out the window and wave goodbye to Mr. and Mrs. Weasley until the train turned a corner and blocked them from view. Right away. I need to talk to you in private. (laughs) (laughs) Harry muttered to Ron and Hermione as the train picked up speed.
1: Oh, man. Harry's got
0: some tea, my friend. He is ready. He's ready. And then immediately after that, okay, you know that Ron and, and Hermione just leaned in. Ron looks over his shoulder. Go away, Ginny. <laughs>
1: that's literally
0: the next line. Oh, that's nice, says Ginny, huffily, and she stalked off. So they go down, and he tells them all this kind of stuff that's going on, right in right front of we miss Lupin, but they don't care, okay? He's not he's not moving. He's not shaking. And um, he's talking about, you know, like, <laughs> I loved this line when Hermione says, Sirius Black escaped to come after you. Oh, Harry, you'll have to be really, really careful. Don't go looking for trouble, Harry. I don't go looking for trouble, said Harry. <laughs> trouble usually finds me. <laughs> said like a true Gryffindor.
1: Oh, right? Yeah, no. I'm not buying that one, Harry. <laughs> I mean, I feel
0: like that was something I would totally say. I Absolutely. don't go looking for trouble. <laughs> it always I, finds me. Man, t- no,
1: <laughs> you just happened to be walking in the general vicinity of I trouble, just, right? I just
0: was curious. <laughs> I just thought something had to be done, but I didn't go looking for trouble.
1: It's that you no wonder why uh. our daughter says that all the time. Anytime that she gets she's getting herself involved in stuff that she shouldn't be saying. No, her number curious. one ex- her number one retort is. I'm just so curious. And she tilts her head. Yeah. I'm just curious. just curious.
0: (laughs) All right. You're like,
1: you're damn lucky you're so cute. You're so lucky you're cute.
0: (laughs) So we've got Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Lupin inside this room, as well as Crookshanks and Scabbers.
1: Here's a question I have before we get into the Crookshanks and, and Scabbers thing, which is important. Uh, especially cause the sneaker scope does go off again. Oh yeah. So again, the author- It may be cheap, but it works. The author is telling you straight up that something is amiss. It's like
0: when you go to the dollar store and you're like, dang, this kitchen knife is good. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you ever bought kitchen tools at the dollar store? Nope. Well, some of ours are. Are they really? Yep. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, cool. I'll take it. Listen, I'm not a chef. So if anybody there like actually cares- you do you and you go to Williams and Sonoma. If Tammy
1: ever comes over, she can like, use our stuff.
0: Mary, what is this spatula made out of pipe cleaners? It's the knowledge
1: store. Um, why is Lupin riding the train? I've always wondered that. Why is Lupin riding the train?
0: Okay, so Lupin's a little messed up.
1: Well, I know that. It's, it's it's You can infer the fact. He needs
0: a little nappy, and he's a little disheveled. So what I take it as is, you know, we just had a full moon like a couple nights ago. No, I know. And, and he, he doesn't really have the energy to like aberrate into Hogsmeade. He doesn't really have the energy to like fly a broom. He may not even have enough money for a broom. Mm -hmm. he I don't even know where he lives so he may not even have a fireplace to like flu powder into there. So I kind of feel like he was couch jumping at this point and you know was just out being his wolfy self and got the phone call like listen man can you come and he's like yeah but I don't have a broom to my name and Dumbledore's like What else? go on the trolley like we'll we'll feed you
1: yeah it'll be fine
0: anything for the trolley is yours okay anything you want you just go you take a little nap because I like riding the train to nap
1: well, sure. If you have, if you don't want anything to do,
0: because you're right, he's like the only adult that has been on the Hogwarts Express that they've seen, aside from the trolley lady.
1: Yeah, it, like the, the only person that I can ever recall as an adult on the train is Lupin. Ooh. What?
0: Rachel says he's on the train because they need a teacher on the train since Potter needs protection.
1: Ah, much better, Rachel. Rachel Look at me. I'm
0: a... like he's weak and poor. <laughs> <laughs> But he volunteered his tribute.
1: Yeah, right. They were like, "So
0: who wants to ride the train?" Because he probably already set up his room. Right. Yeah. He's already like gone in, decorated, gotten the textbooks ready, and they were like, "Somebody needs to go pick up Potter." And Snape was like, "Well, not me. Yeah, I'm not doing that." And you know, Minerva was like, "I have too many things to do." <laughs> They didn't want Hagrid on it because he wouldn't fit. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, he can't fit. And
0: he, like, let's be real. This is his first year teaching. They don't really know what he's doing. He's
1: probably nervous as it is. And I bet you he smells a little bit too.
0: Totally. And Lupin was like, he's James and Lily's kid. I'm obviously doing it. And there's free snacks. Right. Sign me up. Um, Another thing too. Ten points to Hufflepuff to our friend Rachel. Yes. uh, Another thing that
1: is a little unclear is the fact that his suitcase it's rough and it's battered and it's kind of, it's all like, it's just been used. That's good. I know, I know, I know. But the title of the suitcase that says it right on is Professor R.J. Lupin. Mm-hmm. Was he a professor beforehand? Yeah. Or is this, did he just like, was he like, I'm a professor now. Let's go get myself a new placard for my, for my suitcase because I'm big time professor. Like, is that, is that what he did?
0: Yeah, he was a professor before, I think. Like, where was you- he a professor of?
1: And where was he? I don't
0: know. You're right. How many schools are there for him to be a professor at? That's
1: what I'm getting at. Was he a professor at Ilvermorny? Hmm. Hmm. I it's don't really think he's doing question. Durmstrang. I'll, I'll I, do I, a
0: little like back. I'll I'll figure things out about him. Okay.
1: All right. So I mean, these are all these are all things that you know just just pop up as you, as you're reading them, and you're like, hey, wait a second, this yeah. does, this don't make no sense.
0: Listen, you know, this is probably like the best thing that's ever happened to him, and I feel like you know he would have gone and gotten it. He would have taken his old, battered briefcase, mm-hmm. and maybe it was like a present. Maybe like, welcome to the team. We'll embroider your briefcase. Let's
1: just talk about the notion that Lupin is just, in, he's, in, he's in his little cabin, and he's figuring, I'm in the, I'm in the last cabin. There's nobody that's going to be coming here.
0: He's like the RA. Like, yeah, all like, right, I'm, I'm, here. I'm here. I'm
1: here. I'm here. I'm like, I'm doing my job, technically. Yeah. But just leave me alone. All he wants to do is just left, be left Sleep alone. Sleep
0: and have some snacks. Sleep. Some, some pumpkin pasties. Some, yep, some snacks. Maybe a chocolate frog. I mean, you know he's down with chocolate. He's
1: he, He's got a whole world of chocolate.
0: He probably has three musketeers
1: you know you know he loves that chocolate Hershey Newton. kisses
0: of every variety maybe he's doing a taste test you know secretly.
1: you know what he's got he's got the reese's peanut butter cups with the reese's pieces, pieces in, in the peanut sud- butter cup
0: yes lupin
1: <laughs> yes i mean ultimately what i'm saying is he's in the last thing he's in the last uh Trailer in the last cabin. He doesn't want anybody to bother him. He figures, how many kids are really traveling to Hogwarts on this train? It can't be that many, right? (laughs) Yeah, but it can't be that. Like, how many students are at Hogwarts? It's an unknown number. It's like Hmm. one day it's a thousand, the next day it's 300. We don't know, but it can't. Not everyone's going to fill every cabin. So let me just sleep, right? And then he wakes up to a Dementor coming into this cabin. And not only that, it's James and Lily's kid—it's Harry freaking Potter. That's right. It's Harry freaking Potter, and he looks up and he goes, and, and he sees that the kid. He goes, "I'm
0: Harry freaking Potter." And Dementors coming after me.
1: Right, and he just stands up and says, and knows immediately what to do. Not only is that is is that will that just blow your blow your brains. That's it, crazy. But it shows you the kind of wizard that he is and how uh, focused and strong and powerful he is straight up overcoming this shock of, oh, my God, it's Harry freaking Potter and three other two other kids that or three other kids that are in this room that I have no idea who they are. And a Dementor is at this and I immediately know what to do just Mm -hmm. like that. That shows you instantly that we are getting a totally different professor than what we had in Gilderoy Lockhart.
0: Yeah, night and day. I yeah. mean, and we, of course, get to learn about him a lot more through this book and through the series. I mean, he legitimately is a very, very smart individual. He's a Gryffindor. Uh, he was prefect. Um He's just like a really smart guy who knows his stuff. Obviously, we got Madame Pomfrey to back him up. But what night and day compared to Gilderoy Lockhart? Mm -hmm. Gilderoy Lockhart, who is all about the flashy. I want everyone to know that I'm here. And you've got Remus Lupin, who is very humble and who is fine just kind of like hanging out in the back a little bit. Um, Now... It is perfect that Harry chooses his cabin. I will grant you that because, like, obviously he would want to be in the same cabin as Harry Potter. He wouldn't want to be in the end of the train and, and Harry be in the front. So that is very fortuitous. Um, Caitlin but- here
1: on Facebook says, "I thought he was awake and just pretended to be asleep." What do you think about that?
0: I think so. Do you think it's yeah?
1: It's certainly plausible, but the way that he his his his. his general description feels is that he's he probably is asleep you know
0: when you can like nap but your eyes are closed and you can come in and out of a conversation but you're like i mean especially his parents right it's like oh, we've yeah. done that <laughs> we're like mickey's still on tv they're fine okay like these kids are just talking it's totally fine i mean how could he not wake up when they're hearing them talk about serious black you That's know, true. You, you know hear he's that name, listening. You
1: hear that name. You know
0: it's that like, he is listening. Oh, yeah. So of course the sneakoscope goes off. We've got crookshanks. We've got scabbers, and the sneakoscope's going off right now. Mm-hmm. And um, Ron once again says it's a very cheap one. It went haywire just as I was tying it to Errol's leg to send it to Harry. And Hermione even says, "Were you doing anything untrustworthy at the time?" Of course, the Sneakoscope was near Scappers, mm-hmm. so this thing is trying to go off, trying to remind people it is as useful as the Remembrall.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Something's wrong.
1: All I just don't know what it is. Round
0: Wizarding tools are not doing <laughs> their job well. Tell me what's going on. Tell me who is being sneaky, please. Hey,
1: another great thing about Lupin too is that he just straight up knows that chocolate is the thing that makes you feel better.
0: Yeah, because he's excellent in the defense against the dark arts.
1: I know that's what I'm saying. Like it's 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 a he is a well-versed professor who you know, knows that's what exactly what I just what he's said, said. Doing. 2 minutes ago, right? Yeah. I, I I'm just re- <laughs> Fine, I will play it. I will play it. How to tell when the hosts aren't listening. But I I was listening. I was just reiterating. No,
0: and I. this is why I think, too, like, I just think he was peeping and listening. I mean, this is one of the original Marauders. Okay, this is a guy who knew how to sneak around the school, used to hang out in the Shrieking Shack. Like, this guy, he's a little sneak. He's a smart sneak. Mm -hmm. And he knows his defense against the dark arts. He's also one of the people, like, you know, trying to defeat Voldemort. And will, again, try to defeat Voldemort. Yeah. I just I adore Remus Lupin. I really, really adore him. So we get to hang out, and we have this Dementor come on in, and Lupin does his little bippity boppity boo. Oh, hold on. Let me read oh, it just yes. because
1: this is my favorite passage. Oh, yes, go for I, it. Blake. I just I, I love doing this. this yes, is, you do. This is like one of my favorite parts. Story of this time podcast. with Blake. Story time with Blake. You ready? Mm-hmm. Hold on. Sorry. Hello, devil," said Harry, feeling around in the dark and pulling. uh, neville up by his cloak harry is that you what's happening no idea sit down there was a loud hissing and a yelp of pain neville had tried to sit on crookshanks i'm going to go and ask the driver what's going on came hermione's voice (laughs) (laughs) of course first of all hermione is the one that's going i'm gonna go and find this out it's just awesome
0: i would have done the same
1: harry felt her past heard the door slide open again and then a thud and two loud squeals of pain Who's that? Who's that? Ginny? <laughs> Hermione? What are you doing? I was looking for Ron. Come in and sit down. Not here, said Harry hurriedly. I'm here. <laughs> Ouch, said Neville. Quiet, said a hoarse voice suddenly. That
0: was not horse, Blake. That was quiet. Sorry. Quiet,
1: quiet, quiet, <laughs> said a hoarse like, voice you're suddenly. Like you're
0: like your part wolf, Blake. Like you're like your part wolf.
1: <laughs> Professor Lupin appeared to have woken up at Harry could hear movements in his corner. None of them spoke. There was a soft crackling noise, and a shivering light filled the compartment.
0: Mind you, all these kids know the spell Lumos,
1: right? Are yeah. they not?
0: Al- they may not be allowed to use magic outside of Hogwarts.
1: Yeah, because they're still not at Hogwarts yet. Yeah, and that's, so maybe
0: that's why they're not. Right, right. But uh, what else?
1: Professor Lupin appeared to be holding a handful of flames. They illuminated his tired gray face, but his eyes looked alert and wary. Stay. "'Where you are,' he said in the same
0: hoarse voice. "'That you are still having right now.'
1: (laughs) And he got slowly to his feet with his handful of fire held out in front of him. But the door slid slowly open before Lupin could reach it. Standing in the doorway, illuminated by the shivering flames in Lupin's hand, was a cloaked figure that towering to the ceiling. Its face was completely hidden beneath its hood. Harry's eyes darted downwards, and what he saw made his stomach contract.' There was a hand protruding from the cloak, and it was glistening, grayish, slimy-looking, and scabbed like something dead that had decayed in water. It was visible only for a split second, as though the creature beneath the cloak sensed Harry's gaze. The hand was suddenly withdrawn into the folds of the black material, and then the thing beneath the hood, whatever it was, drew a long, slow, rattling breath, as though it was trying to suck something more than air from its surroundings. An intense cold swept over them all. Harry felt his own breath catch in his chest. The cold went deeper than his skin. It was inside his chest. It was inside his very heart. Harry's eyes rolled up in his head. He couldn't see. He was drowning in cold. There was a rushing in his ears as though uh, uh, of water. He was being dragged downwards, the roaring growing louder. And then from far away, he heard screaming, terrible terrified pleading screams he wanted to help whoever it was he tried to move his arms but couldn't a thick white fog swirling around him inside him harry harry are you all right oh, oh. everything about that passage is just Spectacular. Agreed. I mean, from the, the early beginnings of the of the laughy jokey, oh my god, what are you doing? Hey, who's that? Who's that? Don't sit here. I'm here. Blah, blah, blah. Like it's this funny little thing that yeah. we're reading. We're thinking that it's just it's some some joke, maybe. It's just it's something that's happening on the train that is just, you know, maybe it's just a prank. Who knows? Yes. And then Professor Lupin, the guy who has been sleeping this entire time, says, quiet. (laughs) Stay where you are. And instantly, within that moment, right there, Mm -hmm. like that, you know, this ain't right. No. This is not right. And then we have some spectacular imagery and all having to do with water. When it, whether it is the glistening, grayish, slimy-looking and scabbed like something dead that had been decayed in water, and then it continues to go on by saying, "Harry's eyes rolled up into his head. He couldn't see. He was drowning in the cold. There was a rushing in his ears, as though, as though of water. He was being dragged downwards, and the roaring growing louder." Excellent imagery, mm. just his, his eyes rolling up into his head. that the, you, you ever know. felt that? Uh, no, I've never done that. It's weird. Uh, I bet. Uh, we've all felt that, though, going underwater and the rush of water in your mm-hmm. ears. We've all felt that, um, that, that strange feeling of, oh, my God, I'm holding my breath and I cannot breathe. We all know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. So instantly you have um, a connection to what's being uh, written
0: here and you know the authors come out saying that the feeling that she's trying to portray when people um in you know have the dementors and it affects them greatly is the feeling of deep depression is that feeling of like just like what ron even says you know i felt like i would never be happy again it's that drowning feeling it's that i can't even breathe feeling that you get from those dark dark moments and it said,
1: it's been well documented, of course, that um, the author has based Dementors, as you said, Mary, on the idea of depression. And that's what she struggled with before writing the first book. Uh, so it's a, it's an incredible uh, image, I think, for depression, the Dementors. Uh, and though um, it is slightly, I feel like, cribbed from uh, the Ringwraiths. Oh. In Lord of the Rings?
0: I think what makes that more is the um, the visual aspect from the movie, because I didn't take this as ring wraiths when I read it. Oh, really? No. Oh, okay. That, that, that's fine. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, even though- I can it, appreciate the cloaked and the faceless, like, yeah. but um, you know, I just saw that more as the mystery of what is it inside of this. Sure. You yeah. Know? Okay.
1: Okay. I mean, it's- even if it was inspired by Ring Ringwraiths, right? Like, like, even if it was, it's hard not to be inspired by J.R.R. Yeah. Tolkien when you're writing a novel. In, in, of course, it's not an A to B. Compa- it's not a like a an apples to apples comparison, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. But there, there is similar DNA. If you wanted to go there. It's hard not to be inspired by that.
0: Yeah, so, I appreciate even that. If that
1: it was, even if that was the case.
0: And, you know, speaking, you know, the author, obviously we said she battled depression. Both Blake and I have battled depression in the past. Uh, and I know that many people have, whether it's just something that they have ongoing or maybe it's been something that's been brought on this year. And I really love that it is something that Harry has to learn to... <coughs> Learn. It takes a lot of strength and a lot of vulnerability for him to learn how to fight against his Dementors. Right. Right. And even in future books, you know, when they kind of gang up, you can't necessarily always overpower them with a good, happy thought. Sure. You know, it's it was making me think um, our daughter. She was saying earlier this week how she was very sad about something. And I said, listen, you know, we have the ability to be sad. We have the ability, especially if something's raw. Um, but She was talking about a dog who had passed away a couple of years ago. And I said, I know you can still miss that dog. It wasn't even our dog. I said, you know, you can still miss it. But on the flip side you can call upon your joy warriors. You know, you've got these sad warriors and you've got these joy warriors and it's okay to feel those feelings and to acknowledge it. But if you feel like the sad warriors are coming out a little too strong and it doesn't necessarily make sense to you right now, sometimes saying, okay, joy warriors, let's think of happy memories. Right. Let's let's see if we can defeat this. Sometimes it really does do the trick. And it just made me think so much about Harry's battle with the Dementors mm-hmm. and what it takes for expecto patronum to actually happen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Veronica here, on Facebook says, and the fact that you have to find the light within yourself to create a shield against the Dementors is brilliant. Yes. It's, it, you know what? Not wrong. Absolutely okay. not wrong. It's, um, you know, for those of you who have been, as Mary said, you've been listening to Mary and Blake, uh, podcasts for a while, you know, we've both battled depression and, um, it's, it's an ugly thing. Uh, and it's something that we still, I think continue to have, Uh, bouts with uh, from time to time. And uh, I know for me, one of the big things that helped me um, overcome the depression was this. Mm -hmm. It was doing podcasts. It was coming here and talking and being with my bride and in in our little space, talking with everybody that uh, listened to us at the time and uh, still listen to us to this day. So the Dementors are Awesome. It's a great character um in this book for what the author wanted to accomplish Agreed. with them. And it's something that Harry, like how you and I and anybody else who suffers from depression, it doesn't just go away. It is something that Harry has to face the entire book. And it's great when Dumbledore says the the the, the I almost said ring rates, the uh Dementors. The Dementors they don't take excuses, mm-hmm. they don't mess around yep. they don't they don't care who you are, what you're doing. It is not safe to be outside of this school yeah and if you confront one don't don't screw around like you know it just these things are not your friend, so I find that fantastic the way that this was constructed for Harry in in this book.
0: And to know that later on in the book, we realize that that the, the Dementor itself becomes Harry's biggest fear. That this is the thing that he encounters that really, you know, it shakes him to his right. core. Um, you know, I what I also loved in this book, after they get off of the Hogwarts Express, they get into Hogsmeade Station. Harry, Ron, and Hermione followed the rest of the school along the platform and out onto a rough mud track where at least a 100 stagecoaches awaited the remaining students. Each pulled, Harry could only assume, by an invisible horse. Because when they climbed inside and shut the door, the coach set off all by itself, bumping and swaying in procession. Mm-hmm. And I just think that this is, you know, it's another one of the things that we... Another one of those little treats that we get from the author. We don't actually learn what is driving these coaches until book five.
1: Right, right. You know? Yep. Uh, And so do you think she knows... Yeah, she knows what it is. Like she knows the purpose of it, and is like,
0: "I'm just going to put this in here, and I'm going to like delve on it even more in the future." But to know that we get it here in book three, don't really mention it. You know, we don't go deep into it in book four, but it's not until book five that this little bit right here really comes to play, and it becomes quite an important mode of transportation, which I think is quite interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, So then, of course, you know they get they get into school and. McGonagall comes and takes away Harry and Hermione. Poor Ron. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but you're just the sidekick.
1: Wait, uh, Allie uh, on Facebook asks uh, actually a really good question. Wouldn't Harry be able to see the Thestrals. Thestrals by this point?
0: So you have to be old enough that it's like a memory of seeing someone die.
1: Right. and So a, he and it has to have was it too
0: a, young to yeah. have had that impact and to have that right. memory.
1: Uh, and, Harry does have a memory, and it's the Dementors that help wake that memory up. But it's so vague, and it's so he needs
0: to see it too.
1: Yeah, but technically, he did see it,
0: but it did. We don't really know his view from the crib. That's true. He could have been looking at like the wall. He Uh, was a baby.
1: That's true. Uh, But again, the way I mean, there may be some truth to that, Mary, because again, his memory of it is it is so vague. All he remembers is a green flash and a loud scream and yeah. that's it. So is it fair for him to have that memory, but have it not affect his psyche the way it really is intended to, for you to see Thestrals?
0: Yeah. I think that, you know, because he was such a baby, he is he such a young baby. He couldn't see it. Or maybe he actually didn't see the physical killing happen. Like we said, we heard the scream. We saw the green light. I think it must be interesting for the people at Hogsmeade station to see which kids, when they get off the train first, not first years, because the first years don't take the fest but second years and on, like see who can see them right away because they don't know that it's any different.
1: Yeah, right. You know, they're just
0: like, all right, get into the carriages. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Like, they're not going to be like, wow, did you, I mean, maybe they might say it. Maybe some of the chatter might happen. Um, But I, yeah, that was one of the things I was wondering about as we learn later that Luna, of course, has seen these Thestrals all along. And it makes you wonder if Luna was the only person in her year that did. And everyone thought she was crazy. Like, wow, did you see those black Thestrals? And everyone's like, what are you talking about, you crazy person? Yep. Yep. So as I was saying, uh, McGonagall pulls Harry and Hermione aside. Harry gets to go see Madame Pomfrey, where she confirms that Lupin actually knows what he's doing. Good thing you got some chocolate. We're going to keep a close eye on you. And uh, Hermione stays behind to chat with McGonagall about oh, her course very,
1: very, very sneaky, sir. Mm-hmm. Very, very sneaky.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Like that is a. Oh, the author does a great job with these with these kinds of things. Truly. With, Sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh no, we miss the sorting hat. We get back in um, and really Dumbledore makes a big point out of the Dementors being on the campus. Yeah, they won't fall the for tricks.
1: They, they won't fall for disguises or really in particular, invisibility cloaks. That won't work. You cannot hide from Dementors. You cannot hide from
0: depression. Which like, how the heck can you hide from death but not a Dementor?
1: Yeah, good point. That's, that's a really good point.
0: <laughs> you also can't hide from Dumbledore under an invisibility cloak. Yeah, that's also so, a good point. <laughs> uh, not today. Not today. Um, get it? Oh, look at you. Good job. You know nothing, John Snow. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and then, of course, we get our two new teacher announcements. Two of my favorite teachers. Professor Lupin, who is going to be the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher... <laughs> there was some scattered, rather unenthusiastic applause. Only those who'd been in the compartment of the train with Professor Lupin clapped hard, Harry among them. Professor Lupin looked particularly shabby next to all the other teachers in their best robes. And of course, Snape is super upset. You know, he's like, (laughs) grrr. And of course, the second appointment is Rubius Hagrid, who is going to be doing his gamekeeping duties and being a professor. Can we just have a moment and really cross our fingers that Hagrid got a raise?
1: Uh, I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. I, I bet you they said, "Listen, ha- Hagrid, if you want to do this, no problem, but we don't got the money for it." Sorry. Why do they
0: not have the money for it? Well, cuz you think you think they care
1: if Hagrid gets paid or not? You think Hagrid gets
0: cares if he gets paid or not? It would allow him to buy some more pets. That's
1: that's true, but I don't think buy he cares. Buy some butterbeer I think fire he's whiskey. just happy to be involved in Hogwarts, the things that go on there, and just be around the school.
0: Well, I hope he got a bonus of some sort. And of course, <laughs> th- they go through the portrait hole. There's a brand new password the new password is fortuna major mm-hmm. percy of course exclaims that nice and loud harry climbs the spiral staircase with no thought in his head except how glad he was to be back they reached their familiar circular dormitory with its five with its five four poster beds and harry looking around felt he was home at last and this is what i think is so beautiful is it reminds us that harry is 13 years old right all of this that happened that we talked about in this podcast episode this entire chapter all happened on September 1st. He was he left the leaky cauldron. Uh-huh. He was talked to by Arthur Weasley where he was begging him not to get involved with Sirius Black no matter what he hears cuz he's going to hear some stuff and it's going to rile him really up. With the new professor of Professor Lupin, with the issues going on with Malfoy picking on him, with the Dementor making him pass out, Uh all this crazy stuff, and yet he's just a jolly kid, man. (laughs) I'm back at school. We're here, man. I've got no other thoughts in my head. Not a Dementor, not that this like crazy guy, the only person to ever escape Azkaban is chasing after me and only me. What ifs? <laughs> My tummy's full. Hedwig's here. Life is good.
1: And I, I have to point this out. Uh, Dumbledore, when he addresses uh, the students, he says to them, "I have two things to say. One of which is very serious." Oh, you think that was purposeful? Hmm. Think that was purposeful? I not think so. But maybe, maybe not. But I'm you just, can throw that out there. One of which is very serious. You can think that. And he. Harry, at the end of this chapter, as you said, Mary, says he finally feels like he's home. Uh, he finally feels safe. And I, I don't think it's a coincidence that the Dementors stop the train uh, while they're in between the Muggle world and Hogwarts, the magical world. They're in this kind of limbo when they're at their most exposed. Why not uh, the students? And especially Harry. Is they are at their most exposed. They may be safe within the walls of Hogwarts, but outside, they are very, very vulnerable. And I love again, I love that imagery of the Dementors stopping this train mm-hmm. before they before these kids are safe, before they can feel like they can just chill out. That there something is coming, and they're they're going to they're going to make sure um, that they get their way. They, they they push it. I, I just, I really love that. I really, really love that. Anything else you want to say about this chapter, my, my love? No. No, nothing? No, I just got? had a
0: lot of fun.
1: All right, fair enough. Well, I want to let you know that we have our different perspectives coming up here, but of course, they, they are brought to you by the Marion Blake Store. Yes. Go to the MaryandBlakeStore.com <laughs> <laughs> to get all of your... <laughs> well, I am. We ha- You have to stop touching the mic, Marvin.
0: Maybe if it wasn't in my way, I'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Go to the MarianBlakeStore.com to get all of the cool nerd swag. As a matter of fact, the ones that uh, we are wearing right now. Uh, Mary is wearing her Hagrid's Bakery shirt, and I am wearing our Mars is Bright Tonight shirt. And you get all the other stuff if you like. This Is Us, Outlander, uh, The Crown, uh, Harry Potter. I, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff there. So at the MarianBlakeStore.com, get the best nerd merch on the planet right there. All right, Malvin, you ready for your different perspective? Because it's your turn.
0: It's always my turn. No,
1: I had the last one. Who were you? I. Who was I? Who was I? know. I had the last one. I know I had the last one. But oh, it's, your, it's yeah, your turn. I'll go for okay, it. Okay, here we go. Holy
0: cricket. You're Harry Potter. I'm Hermione Granger. And... You are? Neville Longbottom. Oh, hey Neville, what's up? I'm so excited. <laughs> it is September 1st. I said goodbye to my Graham. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, we had a pep talk, okay? She told me to <laughs> call upon my joy warriors. She's expecting really good marks this semester. I'm ready. I, I got a new um, situation mm-hmm. for for Trevor. We, we we had a big talk. Yep. Okay, he's not getting lost today. Okay, not getting lost. Nope, nope. We're gonna can't le- make it. let him it go. Nope, we're gonna make it in there. And uh, you know, I know a lot more people got some got some pets, and I feel like this being my third year, I've I've got the situation covered. We're we're awesome. Mm-hmm. Getting the train, hanging out with Jenny, eating some pumpkin pasties, some cauldron cakes. Love life, man. Can't
1: get any better than that. Love life. You know what? What?
0: Graham's not here. Oh, yeah. High five. You know what? What? Snape's not here. Oh, yeah. High five. This is the best day ever. September 1st is my favorite day out of the entire year. (laughs) The entire year. You just get to hang out on the train. No, Graham, no, Snape. Nothing. You're just on the train. I'm just there with my friends. (laughs) Something weird happened, though. What's that? All the lights went out.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And I didn't have my blankie.
1: You got a little scared, didn't you?
0: I didn't have Trevor. <laughs> I think he was okay. I uh, I think he was still in my pocket, but I just started bumbling around, because I get lost, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it just yeah. happens, and I fell, and I hope I didn't scratch on my head, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully he's fine. <laughs> Not that a little a pisky can't fix. And um, yeah, it just got weird, man. There's this like... Wh- is this thing called a dementor? But then this guy came out and he gave us more chocolate. I felt great. I felt great. You want to know why? Because it's September 1st. Nothing yes. can rain on my parade.
1: Oh, oh man. Good job, Neville. End this end scene. And oh, best man. day ever. I heard a little, uh, <laughs>
0: nothing a little
1: Lipisky couldn't fix. You're welcome. Oh,
0: man. Oh. oh, our friends, by the way, are saying that I did go the last time, that it was Florian Fortescue. Huh.
1: Were you? Re- oh, yeah, you were, because that's right.
0: I pretty much think you make me go every time. No, I don't. I'll, but you're welcome. Yeah,
1: I'll go. You want me to go?
0: No, I, no, you can go next time.
1: Okay, I'll go next time. Just right. don't
0: pick an easy one. You got to go for those more like sideline peeps. Oh, I know.
1: If I was going to... Because, you see, now that I have my notes and I'm looking at it, uh-huh. I actually did write a different perspective for myself.
0: Who would it have been, Blake? It would have
1: been uh, one of the first years. Like you know, you figure, oh, dude, I'm I'm going to Hogwarts. I, I'm I'm like freaking out. I'm a little like wizard kid, yeah. and I'm super happy. And then we're we're chugging along. T- I got some candy from the lady that says anything from the trolley. Yep. And all of a sudden, the lights went out, and there are these Dementors that showed up, and they. Almost killed some kid? No, not some kid. They killed the kid. The the I'm Harry freaking That's what I heard. I heard he it. Yeah, I heard they almost killed Harry.
0: Basically, I heard they ate off his face.
1: I... <laughs> He's just walking around with no face. No. He looks like a Dementor now. Yeah. I heard he became a Dementor. Imagine that. And I, I I mean I finally got back into school and I got sorted, but I I'm so I'm gonna be a therapist. I'm gonna need a therapist for this. Wait, cause is there a school therapist here? I have to talk about this. Yeah, okay, I'm in I'm in Gryffindor, sure. I My- like
0: that you like pre wrote your thing and mine still kicks yours, but. You know what? <laughs> you know what you don't have? <laughs> no problem, Mary. No, no, mine suck.
1: No, your, no, yours doesn't. mine sucks. Yours, doesn't. yours Yours is good. That's why you do the different perspective from now on.
0: It's okay, Mary. It's fine. Is there a therapist here? (laughs) Because that's funny in a chapter about depression. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Fine. You can take the different perspectives from now on. No, we're good. We're Uh, a great partnership. Yeah,
1: Yeah, sure. Thanks. Yeah, no problem.
0: (sighs) That's just what you forget for forgetting my Fortescue. Alliteration, my favorite. In
1: your pistachio ice cream. Yep. Which is gross, by the so way. Good. So gross. All right, you ready for the listener questions? Yes, man. Let's do it. Oh, Miles here. All right, uh, ladies and gents uh, who are watching live, this is now your time to get the questions in for uh, Mary and I. And Mary, what must you put before your question in the comments during the live?
0: A lightning bolt.
1: That's right. Put that in there so we know that it is a question for us. And of course, if you are listening to us on the podcast and you are not live with us, that's okay. You are not forgotten. This podcast is actually for you, the podcast listener. So if you have a couple of questions for Mary and I, either from this chapter or a previous chapter or the one that is coming up, Send us an email at Blakemedia at gmail.com and we will read your questions. And we already have a couple for this chapter.
0: Read them to me, baby. This one
1: comes from Lisa at jointhenerdclan.com. She says, regarding the relationship of the Weasleys and Sirius, weren't they all in the Order of the Phoenix together? I would think that they would have treated the explosion with more skepticism.
0: What do you think? They were not. Wait, say, so were they in the original Order of the Phoenix? Is that the question? Yeah, weren't no, they, they all? No, they were not. The Weasleys were not. Are you sure? Yes. hundred percent. Yes.
1: Because in the film it says it shows that they are. No. Yeah. I am pretty positive that they were all in the Order of the Phoenix together.
0: Continue with your question. Okay, no,
1: that's fine. So that's fine. I, I, I would say that if they were in the Order of the Phoenix together, they should treat the, the explosion with a little bit more skepticism. Just going to throw that out there.
0: But they? I don't think they were.
1: Okay. I mean, but if they were... Um, I think that's fine. I think that's fine. It's okay. What is the show?
0: Uh the original order looks like Albus Dumbledore, Sirius Black, Edgar Bones, Aberforth Dumbledore, James Potter, Peter Pettigrew, Lily Evans, Remus Lupin. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Not really seeing any the Weasleys. Weasleys. Yeah. yeah,
1: no no Weasleys. Okay. Um
0: Minerva McGonagall, Arabella Fig, Deedley Stiggle. Um, we're helping helping on out, of course, yeah Veronica here
1: even even chimes in says later they are not in the first order of the Phoenix. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough, Lisa, we have been corrected. All right, this one comes from Lacey. She says, I have a question for you both. What is your favorite book out of them all? Hers is book six and is book mm-hmm. seven, and she's a big Potter fan. Mary, your favorite book?
0: That's very hard for me. Out of them all, I've, I've actually been saying that while we've been while we've been reading this, that because we're taking our time to really savor each thing and talk about it, um, it is very hard for me to tell what you which one is my favorite. I, by the end of the Potterverse, I will hopefully have an answer, or I may not. Sorry. How about yeah, you, Blake? Yeah, my recollection from all of
1: this is I think my favorite. Oh, I think my favorite book is. Half-blood Prince, I think.
0: I can see that. I think.
1: Uh, this one comes from Lily. She says, a huge fan of uh, us, Mary, and a long-time listener and a recent member at jointhemnerdclan.com. Thank you. Uh, She says, I noticed when re reading Chamber of Secrets that the cover artwork spoils the book. It shows Harry, Ron, and Ginny leaving the chamber with Fox leading the way. Mm-hmm. And there are snakes everywhere indicting the Basklisk, uh, uh, well, in, sorry, I think she means um, it, 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 foreshadowing the idea that the basilisk, basilisk is the monster. The cover artwork for Prisoner of Azkaban also spoils the book showing Harry and Hermione on Buckbeak flying to rescue Sirius from his prison cell at Hogwarts. Uh, Mary, Grandpere's illustrations are beautiful and they make the books even more magical question about horcruxes however how does tom riddle voldemort create horcruxes through murder voldemort has killed many people but a horcrux isn't created after each murder i've always wondered how that process actually is actually executed and the last one she just watched chamber of secrets movie with our commentary thank you very much and you know how lucius malfoy attempts to kill harry for freeing dobby I was watching with subtitles and it said Vera when Lucius raised his wand. The spell Vera Vertho was introduced in this film during McGonagall's transfiguration class. Could that be what Lucius was trying to do? Transfigure Harry? I could be super wrong, but I'm interested in your thoughts. So uh, the first question, Mary Horcruxes.
0: Yes. Uh, there's something special that has to happen it's not just every time you kill somebody because then think about it everyone that the Death Eaters kill they don't make a Horcrux there's something very specific to it mm-hmm. I don't think we know what's specific about it because Harry doesn't necessarily take the time to like learn how to make them it's more about how to learn how to destroy them so yeah, he I th- on purpose meant to make Horcruxes most of the time except with Harry Potter
1: yeah I think there has to be Oh, yeah, I mean, because the, the whole thing with Harry would... thats
0: Well, that's what made it different, and that was what shocked him, is he planned on making the other Horcruxes, but he didn't plan on making Harry. Right, right. It just became a freak spell.
1: Yeah, because I was, I was just about to say, I think there has to be intent Um But maybe because Harry had this protection on him, it rebounded and casted it himself. I'm not sure. I I don't know. I don't know the the, the science of it. And uh, the spell that Lucius was going to make it was, in fact, Avada Kedavra. and we know that because uh, Jason Isaacs himself has admitted to that. Because <laughs> it was the only spell he knew. It was the only spell he, he knew. He ad-libbed and that. it Because he just read the fourth book, and he ad-libbed it because- Or
0: that was like on top of his mind. Yeah,
1: yeah it, was, it was the last one that was on the top of his mind, and they just kept it in. Which, to me, feels like just a slight oversight um, from the director, I feel like that attention to detail should be more prevalent, but apparently... But he's
0: Jason Isaacs, and he was probably just like, whatever.
1: Yeah, like, it's Like, he's a
0: genius. No one's gonna pick up on it. Right. Years later, guess who did?
1: Yeah, all the nerds. That's right. (laughs) All right, let's see. We got some questions here. Let's uh, get right into it. Patricia says, do we really know that Harry pays to attend Hogwarts?
0: We do not hear about payment, so I'm wondering if it's just like a taxed thing.
1: Ellie asks, what are your thoughts on the Tonks... Slash Lupin relationship
0: I'm down
1: Yeah I'm in on it I like that idea Um, I don't
0: know what their ship name would be Like would it be Tupin?
1: Tupin I think it would probably be Tupin
0: And I don't know if I like that I'm down with it I think that they are both um, You know troubled souls Or Lonks Yeah see They don't have a good ship name Maybe that's why Maybe that's why some people struggle with it But I just feel like She could bring him some levity And um, she knew what really mattered in life.
1: Right, exactly. Uh, This one, it says, Heather says, what made Professor Lupin feel comfortable enough to doze off drooling in the corner on a train full of students he'd never met? Hello, appearances and first impressions. Yikes. Mary, I'd love for you to take
0: this one. As someone who um, very, very easily falls asleep in corners, drools, Right? Mm-hmm. I'm a jeweler sometimes. Not all the time. Um, maybe he's just like me. Maybe when you're tired and the moment strikes you, man.
1: You got to go to bed. Got to take a nap. And when you're off doing wolf things uh, the way that he was, uh, at least that it's inferred that he was doing such things. I mean, I imagine you probably get pretty beat up doing it.
0: I think that he really doesn't care about his appearance because it's the best that he's got. And he's gone through a lot of hardships in life. And sure. he's just like, they're going to have to love me for me.
1: Yep. Caitlin on Facebook asks, what exactly are Dementors? Are they a creature? Are they dead wizards that were sentenced to Azkaban for eternity and they died and still have to work as guards? Ghosts? Is it ever explained? Again, see, this is like ring wraith territory. Um, in like, are they ghosts that, you know, were d- Uh, Wizards that were ghosts now And they have to work as guards Dementors
0: are soulless creatures Among the foulest on earth a phantom species who As their name suggests Gradually deprive human minds Of happiness and intelligence Mm -hmm. Hmm. So yeah they're creatures I'm pretty sure they're in the Are they in the fantastic books No I don't know if they're in there I'm going to have to ask our son, okay. who's seven.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he would know. Uh, Rebecca Ann asks, uh, a random question but needs confirmation. Does They Neville- like
0: to grow in fungi in dark, moist places, creating a dense, chilly fog. Uh, oh, they grow like fungi. Never <laughs> okay, mind. Yeah, I thought they right. would liked growing. Like That's where they would want to hang out. <laughs> like make Dementor babies. Um
1: Rebecca asks, uh, does Neville end up alone in
0: the books? No, he marries Hannah Abbott.
1: Oh, okay, all right, fair enough.
0: In the movie, he's like, I'm gonna go tell Luna I love her, but in the books, he marries Hannah Abbott.
1: Mo asks, uh, if a parallel series were to be written that retold all seven books from another character's perspective, which character's perspective would you want to see it in that amount of depth? You go first. Uh... That's a good question. The first thing that comes to my mind is Ginny. Oh. That's the first thing that comes to my mind.
0: I actually want Dumbledore. There's a lot that he did that we don't know. Or Voldemort. Let's just go all in. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get some, some Edward G, uh, Jacob stuff going on right yes. now. Okay. Yeah.
1: I will co-sign on that. Mm-hmm. Give me Voldemort's perspective. Yes, please. Totally co-signing. All right. uh, Let's see what else we got here. Um, (laughs) We got some good (laughs) ship names. Uh, Tonkin. Uh, Ludor. L- Ludora I like- L- Luponks Ooh,
0: that one's cool <laughs>
1: Luponks is good I could do that
0: Maria says that she sleeps on the train all the time too so uh, yeah I just feel like he might be a little sleepy
1: sure and uh, that looks to be the last of the questions thank as you all they are, so very much uh, that's that so
0: we're gonna keep rolling we're gonna keep rolling with the Potterverse of yes. course we've got the holiday break um, but that being said Marvin
1: sh- stop touching the mic Sorry. stop touching the Sorry. mic Sorry. Oh, I love you so much. Maybe I
0: need the mic stand to be upside down. (sighs) So it's not in my hand tight.
1: Something tells me that (laughs) you'd still touch it.
0: (laughs) Why don't you wrap it up and I'll just sit still.
1: Oh, Fair enough. All right. Let's close this bad boy out, shall we, Marvin? Still touching the mic. (laughs) Still touching the mic.
0: (laughs) I was trying to see how I could fix it. Yes, Blake. Let's close this out. Let's do it. Caster. You know, <laughs> I need a lav mic. Yeah, and even
1: then, you would still touch it somehow. I move a lot. I think you talk more with your hands than I do. I'm a hand talker. I'm all about the hand talk. Life.
0: Yeah, but I move constantly.
1: Yeah, you're you. A
0: mover and con- a shaker. Just
1: constantly. Like there are times when we're in bed together and she's like moving, and I'll be like Mary. You got to s- stop shaking. It's like
0: restless leg syndrome or something.
1: You got to get me sick. You get- <laughs> I'm going to have motion sickness. She's like, oh, okay. And she'll stop for like maybe 20 seconds and then it'll start again. <laughs> Just constantly moving.
0: On that note, my friends, I hope that those of you who celebrate have a very, very happy Christmas. Uh, we want to thank you so much for being one of the best presents in our lives in 2020. I know it's been a crazy year. And for those of you who've been able to tune in or join us live, or maybe you have felt so inclined to uh, join us at jointhenerdclan.com to keep this seeing how
1: much you're <laughs> Sorry.
0: Thank you. <laughs> thank hey, you.
1: Your 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 different perspectives are better than mine, and you move. That's how it goes.
0: <laughs> it's when my brain's fresh. <sighs> Keep it on its feet. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you wrap it up. I'm <laughs> Mary.
1: My name's Blake. <laughs>
0: Mischief managed.